Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Professor M.S. Rao on the line. Professor, how are you? I'm fine. I'm doing good. How are you, Michael? I am great. Uh, been looking forward to this. We're both um, part of Thinkers 360, which is how I think we originally connected. Uh, yeah. But then digging deeper into your work, uh, especially with you know a couple of your best-selling books, I thought it'd be perfect to have you on, your sh- on the show, especially at this time that you know the world is in the middle of a pandemic. So. Let's talk about you know the earlier book first, and then we're going to talk about uh, the the new release um, from, that talks about COVID nineteen. So uh, let's talk about your book, See the Light in You, and and what that book's about, and and how timely it is actually, even with your other book as well. But let, let's talk about See the Light in You. So tell us a little bit about the book and and why you wrote it. Well, this is the book, uh, See the Light in You. For which His Holiness Dalai Lama has written a foreword, and uh, this is one of my favorite books. And uh, I have dedicated this book to Vice President of India, Mr. M. Venkaiah Naidu. So this book talks about mindfulness, uh, spiritualism, wellness, and life leadership. Why I have written this book is that uh, globally uh, people have several challenges like. Uh, uh, they are getting depression, anxiety, loneliness, and uh, suicides are rising. Families are breaking up, and uh, wife and husband are getting divorced. So, so many issues are cropped up. Uh, so, I thought, uh, why not to write a book on mindfulness? Uh, usually, I wrote books on leadership, executive education, executive coaching, uh, students. Uh, uh, and personal development. So I thought, why not to explore a new area that is mindfulness? So then I wrote this book some uh, two years back. Uh, then I approached uh, uh, His Holiness Dalai Lama, the Nobel Laureate, uh, with a request uh, to write a foreword. And uh, he's very kind and uh, he has written a foreword for this book. So this book talks about uh, mindfulness, how to live in the present without bothering about the past and with, without thinking too much about the future because we can't predict future. What happens next, nobody knows. So the, the objective of this book is to learn to live in the present, which is required. That's the basic objective of writing this book. Then there are several challenges globally like uh, depression, anxiety, all those things uh, are happening. So I have written this book. And this book talks about uh, uh, philanthropy, non-profits, how to add value uh, to the world, volunteerism, and how to lead life with purpose and meaning. People are running behind money. They are running behind uh, material wealth. So material is required, no doubt. But at the same time, we need to focus on uh, uh, happiness. And so this book uh, says, uh, that the happiness lies within. So people, you know, uh, across the world, they are searching for stones, leaving gems at home. So we have gems within us. We ignore our own energy gems and search for stones 
outside. So this book concludes with a message of uh, health first, education second, and wealth third. So we need to take care of our health. Only when we are healthy, uh, we'll be able to uh, focus on education. When we have good education, we'll be able to generate wealth. So this is the basic uh, message of this book anyways. And uh, I, I, I know that you are expert in burnout. Uh, that stress and burnout, and you are very strong, and you are you are a very renowned uh, uh, person in the area of uh, burnout. So this book talks about stress, burnout, how to minimize all those things. This book talks about. Yeah, I, the one of the things I really enjoyed about the book is how it approaches leadership from all kinds of different things, you know, a, a wholeness view and not just your typical, what you see in a lot of leadership books, which are great books, but they tend to be very narrow focused on a particular thing where this book, you know, takes the leader and in, in basically does a 360 type of approach in every aspect of life and following the principles and the guidance and, and everything that's in it, it it will definitely improve someone's life, make them a better leader, not only of the organizations that they run, but a leader of their own life. And that's one of the things that jumped out at me at, at, at this book was, you know, how much leadership gold was in this book as far as how to properly lead your life. Because if you went to the bookstore and you see this book, it not only would it belong in the leadership book, but it also belong in the health and wellness and the self-care. It, you know, it's one of those books that I don't want to say it's hard to classify, but it, it could be shown or listed in several departments of a bookstore because it touches on so many different things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this book, as you mentioned, you know, I have written one more book uh, titled Self-Care. That is purely from the perspective of health and which has not been published. In fact, I have written uh, 60 books, 49 books have been published. So 11 books are yet to be published. So out of those 11 books, one more book emphasizes purely from the perspective of self-care. Because I am from a military background. I served in the Indian Air Force. I have that military background and I hit gym every day. And I take care of my health. I'm, I'm a fitness freak. I go to gym every day. I walk one hour to gym and come back. Then one hour I do heavy workout in the gym. So two hours uh, I use for my physical fitness because I, I served in the Indian Air Force, uh, a military organization. So uh, one more book is going to come up that is on uh, self-care. Uh, it would take time, maybe a year or two years it would take. And let me add one more thing. Uh, recently, my book on COVID-19 has been published. I'll show you the book. So this is the book on COVID-19, Human Search for Humanity. So this book was published uh, around uh, uh, a month ago. And uh, this book talks about uh, COVID-19 pandemic and uh, what steps to take and uh, how people, how the technology has connected people. And uh, this book uh, conveys the message of uh, emphasizing humility, humanity, and hope. Because every book of mine conveys some message. So, for instance, uh, see the light in you is the book in, in that, you know, the message is health first, education second, and wealth third. 
so in this book the message at the end of the book is uh, emphasize humanity humility and hope and so, and it's such a timely book too because yeah. right right now across the globe and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this there are many people that are really having a difficult time with this pandemic, not just from a health standpoint, from a physical health, but from a mental health, anxiety, stress, depression, um, mourning, a sense of loss, because there have been significant losses, not just of people, but the loss of the ability to do things that we haven't been able to do for a few months. For many people, this feels like it's been going on for years and it's only been going on, you know, from six months to nine months, depending on what part of the world you're in, maybe a little bit longer, but it has not been in the grand scheme of things, a very long period of time. But the impact that it's had on people is amazing. And I think even after we get to the next normal and things start returning to a more normalized state where we may not need to wear masks and be you know, keeping ourselves distant from other people. I think the long-term trauma that's been caused by this pandemic is going to go on for, for a long time. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on some things that people could do right now to help them prevent from having to experience that long-term trauma. So this book I have written uh, during the global uh, lockdown, uh, when the World Health Organization has uh, declared uh, COVID-19 as a pandemic, and uh, the many countries they have locked down to prevent the spread of this uh, pandemic. So uh, basically, I am an author, and uh, uh, because of the global lockdown, I stayed at home only, and. Uh, I became, in fact, uh, more creative and uh, productive during the global lockdown because I didn't go outside. I, I was confined to home. So I wanted to uh, educate and enlighten people about uh, the COVID-19. So I posted several articles on my blog to educate people because people were uh, under panic at that time when it was declared as a pandemic. So I posted some articles on my blog uh, and shared my knowledge free with the world. Uh, then I wrote a research paper on uh, COVID-19 and uh, it was published by an international journal. So then I got motivated, uh, why not to write a book on COVID-19? Then uh, uh, within a span of two months, I completed uh, the manuscript, approached the publisher, publisher uh, uh, took my manuscript uh, very happily and it has been published. This is the first time in my life, you know, very short span, I have completed a book. Within two months, I completed this book because I was at home. I became more creative and more imaginative uh, because I was, due to the lockdown, I was at home. I, I couldn't go. Uh, that was one thing. Uh, and my intention was to share the correct information about COVID-19 because people were under panic across the world. So I started sharing my knowledge, then wrote a research paper, it was published. Then I thought, why not to convert into a book? Then I have written a book, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, Victor Frankl's book, you know, um, Man's Search for Meaning. I, I like that book very much. So uh, similarly, I thought, why not to write a book to inspire uh, humanity? So then I have written. This book talks about uh, COVID-19, how it started, uh, what steps we have to take, and uh, how the economy will be, 
in the post-COVID scenario, how companies have handled this crisis, and how to prepare for the next uh, pandemics, and uh, how the technology has helped uh, connect people across the world. Uh, because uh, uh, because of COVID, uh, people died. Uh, it was a threat, but it's a it's a it's also an opportunity for uh, the people across the world because people started realizing uh, what is their true passion, and uh, they started searching meaning for their life because. Life is very short. It can be cut short at any time. Okay, how fragile the lives are. Uh, COVID-19 has started, uh, and also uh, COVID-19 is like a tumble that made us humble. So people became uh, people are connected. Uh, that we are all human beings. There's a, uh, there's a connectivity that we are all human beings, and they started emphasizing humanity. Second thing, people have become humble. Why? Because coronavirus can attack even rich person or poor person, uh, rich country or poor country. So there is no discrimination. Okay. So it can attack anyone. So people started realizing that we should stay grounded, and people started realizing uh, what what we should focus. That means people started focusing more. Uh, similarly, the global organizations uh, they, uh, they started uh, trimming everything because they. They have become smarter, slimmer, uh, and uh, agile. Uh, they started cutting their flap because uh, uh, because of the coronavirus. You know, uh, they they have to be more agile. So, like that, you know, organizationally things are going in a right way, and uh, individually people started focusing on their purpose. They started leading a more meaningful life. So, overall, uh, although this pandemic. Has uh, casted the lives of people across the world. It has opened the eyes of the people to pursue our passions, lead our lives with purpose and meaning. I love what you said uh, a couple of moments ago about how you were able to get this book out so quickly. Is because you were home and you could focus on things, and all the creativity and clarity uh, came about. And that's that's something that I I really mm-hmm. preach with people when they're fighting burnout and they're trying to get to a state where they're not burned out is you need to have quiet space in your life where you can sit and reflect and let the creativity come to you because it wants to, you know, the better ways to do things, clarity and in, you know, how you look at things in life and how to navigate through challenging times those thoughts and patterns come to you. But if you have so much noise and you're stressed and you're not going to hear it, you're not going to see it, even though it could be right in front of you. So the fact that you were home, you said, okay, here I am. And you said, I'm going to get a book out and to go from a concept in your mind to say, I'm going to write this book to all the research that you did to having it come out uh, in such a short time frame is I mean, it's a great example of what can happen if you can deep focus on things and have the clarity and allow, you know, the creativity to come to you and be quiet enough and calm enough to be able to do it. And that's where the meditation comes in and taking care of yourself. So all the things that you've written about and write about all come to fruition and you actually demonstrate in your own works how that looks and what you can accomplish. Yeah, like you said. So, if there was one one bit of advice you would give to 
up-and-coming leaders or leaders that have been around for quite some time and they're struggling right now with leading their organizations and maybe, you know, their families or whatnot. What are some things you would tell them to do, you know, over the next few weeks that can help make their lives a little bit easier? Uh, so, COVID-19 is a pandemic. Uh, the, my message uh, uh, to people across the world is this too shall pass. That's one thing. Secondly, we should prepare for more such pandemics. And uh, this pandemic has opened the eyes to focus on climate change because climate change is a threat. At any time, we are going to have a major challenge. So we should start focus on uh, climate change because that is visible. Yes, after 50 years or after 100 years, definitely, if we don't take proper steps now, it's very difficult for viewers to survive. So the message uh, out of this COVID-19 is that for leaders or people across the world is very clear. Uh, first thing is this pandemic will go away like anything else because we human beings are very powerful. We are very, we have the power of imagination. We have overcome several challenges in the past like, you know, Spanish flu, uh, so many small pounds, all those things, you know, we have come, we have come out of it. So definitely we'll come out of this uh, challenge very soon. And uh, I'm optimistic that uh, vaccine will come very soon. And uh, in some countries claim that uh, vaccine has come. So vaccine will come and uh, this pandemic will end. And also uh, pandemics like this will come. So we must be mentally prepared for those things. And uh, by learning lessons from this pandemic, and also, we should uh, learn to adapt with the changing times and technologies. And the leaders, especially CEOs, have to prepare for adversity. Uh, and they should uh, embrace uncertainty to build agile organizations globally. This is what I strongly feel about. You know, that's great. those are great tips and great advice on, on how to navigate. And I agree with you. I think even though it's been you know 100 plus years since the spanish flu since we've had a pandemic of this nature i don't i'm i agree with you i don't think that we're going to have to wait another 100 years before we face something similar to this so the lessons that we're learning from this and the techniques and things that we can do i hope that we will be better prepared for the next one to be able to implement things faster so we can minimize the spread of, of whatever that happens to be. Uh, so one, we can save lives and, and to you know, keep the disruption that this pandemic has caused uh, to a minimum. So great stuff. And, and thank you for being on the show. I mean, where can people find out more about you and these books? Uh, I'm available uh, online. If, if, if people search uh, on Google, Professor M. S. Rao. My name is Professor M. S. Rao. M means motivation, S means success, R.A.O. Rao. So when they type on search engines, they can uh, find my name comes automatically. Uh, my books are available on Amazon. And I have a blog uh, by name, Vision 2030, 1 million global leaders, uh, where I share uh, free knowledge with the world, quotations, articles I post regularly. 
so they can subscribe to my blog vision 2030 one million global leaders that's the blog i am available on linkedin they can follow me uh, and i have a twitter account they can follow me i am on instagram i have a youtube channel where uh, i post uh, videos so i am available on uh, social media platforms i am very active and i have got couple of followers also so i i i people can easily find my books my books are available on amazon so only thing they have to search professor m s rao plus amazon they can find my books and my blog they can follow and i'll definitely have all that information in the show notes so professor thank you again for your time today appreciate you and and thank you for writing these books it's going to make the world a much better place so thank you for being on the show thank you very much for giving me this wonderful opportunity Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.